0: Oh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody.
1: (laughs) Hello. Hello,
0: hello, hello. The Manufacturers Club. (laughs) Just listen to that at harmony. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you for for becoming a member. Why don't we go around and just reintroduce ourselves. Let's start
1: Zaheen. Hey, it's Zaheen.
0: Hey, squad. It's Carl. And I'm Sean. And as I've become fond of saying in my own mind, not to them until right now, I think of it as K to Z and little old me. Hosting
1: (laughs) episode three
0: of the Manufacturers Club. Episode one, we talked about stakeholders for for genre fiction technology, Uh, why stakeholders are important, who they are. And in the case of our season one technology, the Iron Man armor, who exactly those stakeholders are, how they fit into the project. Then we expanded from that on episode two and said, well, now that we know who the stakeholders are, How do we go about defining the business problem and the scope of the project? What are the contextual factors that lead into that definition? Now we get into the real nitty gritty, which Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. the requirements for the technology. Carl, I think you have some, some expertise to bring to bear here and letting us know what, what are requirements and why are they important? Sure, definitely.
2: You know, so like we all we all definitely have that experience in that stuff. But essentially, you know, the requirements matter, right? Because we're building, right? And so with the stakeholders, we've established, hey, these are the people who are impacted. And like you and Zaheen have said, we need their opinions and we need their feedback because what we're building is for them. Right. And then with the project scope, that's important, too, because it's like, hey, you're telling all this. Uh, why? Right. Like, yeah, okay, you, you want a truck. But why? Why do you want a truck? Right. And it's like, OK, great. You told us you want a truck. So the requirements is with that thought exercise. It's like, OK, um, what is the truck supposed to do? Right. Like like I, I have an idea of what a truck does. You have an idea of a truck. Zaheen does. But this is not our truck. This is yours. So what do you want the truck to do?
0: I love that you went with a very different metaphor than what I would have chosen because I, whenever I talk about this, I always describe it in terms of a house. You're going to build a house. Well, you're also a house owner.
2: <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: That's a flex. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Homeowner. <laughs> Zahean, I think Carl gave us a good intro. Would you like to expand on that at all?
1: Yeah, I think if, you know, I would just be echoing what Carl said. Basically, requirements are... Like you said, the nitty gritty, we're getting really granular now. You know, we were thinking really high level. Okay, we need to get out of here, right? That's the sort of vision. That's this problem that we're trying to solve here. But the requirements are the details of how that's gonna happen. Okay, what do I actually need in order to get out of here? What do I need to build? What do I need to think about? What do I need to make sure works or doesn't work? Or, you know, all of those considerations are, are the details, are the requirements of what, we're, of what we're going with.
0: And I think something that may not be immediately obvious in a discussion of requirements, but we will flesh out in discussing the Iron Man armor is the idea of non-functional requirements. And what I mean by that is not just what is the Iron Man armor going to do, but what are all of the conditions under which Tony and Yinsen are going to be developing this armor? We'll talk about it in more detail about, you know, secrecy is important, some ability with the 2008 version to code software. So, you know, it's having probably a physical keyboard of some kind available. So there are a lot of other things beyond just what the technology is going to do that are requirements for us developing the technology.
1: Oh, yeah. hundred percent.
0: I think another interesting aspect of requirements that goes little noticed also falls under the general category of non functional requirement, but number of users, concurrent users. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, f- not especially germane to Iron Man armor because yep. I think it's a very different Iron Man if there's more than one person using the armor at one time.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, that's no amazing. I'm
0: that's a different kind of load test. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: You like that. Nerd <laughs> speak. <Ba-dum-bum>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. You know, so there's only going to be one person using the Iron Man armor at one time, although in the movie they do allude to the eventual roadie. Uh, use of the secondary mark. The, the, I think he steals the Mark One. Yes, he does. On,
2: it was it was like the, whatever one he did after the Mark One, right? That right. one. Oh, yes. the, the
0: first one he develops in Malibu. Correct, correct. Whatever that one. is Under yes. very different circumstances mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Yep. So in that case, we do actually have two people using Iron Man armor, but not physically the same Iron Man armor at the same time. Totally different discussion. But I think important if you're looking at your projects and you're doing other kinds of development that don't involve armor of any kind or, you know, single person use technology is to think about how many people are going to be using this at the same time, because you may have bandwidth issues, you may have resourcing issues, a whole lot of things that could go into that. So not something that we're going to get into deeply with the Iron Man armor, but the I just wanted to, for the benefit of our audience, lay that foundation of there are functional requirements of what the tech's going to do, and there are non-functional requirements that affect your development but don't necessarily appear in the feature list, as they say. And another thing that is a hot point about requirements, at least in the the academic world of of requirements, is the difference between gathering requirements and eliciting requirements. Yeah, I can see that. So gathering requirements is the way a lot of people talk about requirements, which, which sounds like you go out into a field, and you discover requirements among the weeds, and you pick them up and take them home. Whereas eliciting is saying, OK, you've told me you want this truck, to use Carl's example. And what Carl, where Carl was going with his example was, well, OK, do you have a particular color that you want for that truck? Does that truck have to be a semi or do you want an 18-wheeler? Because those are very different things. Mm-hmm. Those, they're both trucks, at least in the standard English definition of the word truck, but they're very different vehicles. They're very different constructs, if you will, um, which sort of has the word truck in it.
1: con yeah, See what I did there?
0: Okay. Thank <laughs> you. So you the, you have to use that elicitation process to dig deeper into what those requirements are. Because... A lot of people think requirements can be simple. And mm-hmm. I think the three of us sitting at this table, and anyone out there who's ever worked on software, whether as a developer, as a PM, as a BA, or a tester of any kind, knows they are never simple. As a no. Star Wars general said, it's a trap. Yeah. So <laughs> <Right>? Exactly. <Like>, so, <laughs> exactly right. you know, the, the elicitation process. Is sort of multi multi generational in the sense that you you have to go through iterations. Um, you can have an initial elicitation session where you dig into the requirements and you can make progress there, but you always have to kind of take those initial thoughts about the requirements and the elicitation outcome of the elicitation session and say. Is there anything else that we need to dig into here? Is there there further that we can go? The example that I always use when I'm talking to people in my projects is: you say you want a date to record when an action happens. Well, that sounds simple. The date is the same around the world, so there's no language problem. There's no translation issue. But oh, Zahin, go you 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 see where I'm going? I want Zahin well, to tell.
1: Well, I was just going to say the you know what format do we want the date in? Do you want month date year like we use here are you a date month year type of person are are you crazy and go like year month date you know there there are many ways to you know talk about the date and you can even go more granular than that like when you say the date do you want to say 2022 do you just want to say 22 when you say the month do you want to say three or do you want to say march you know there's there's so many ways to display a date, you, you guys. Are
2: you archiving the date? Like, when you say record
0: the date, like, what do you mean, too? Right? Yeah.
2: Like, yep. That's a, true. Is, is that's there a, any other,
0: other integrating system that's yeah. going to use this date for some purpose that, for which it needs to be correctly formatted? Is there an alternate format that needs to be stored in the database behind yeah. the scenes that no user ever sees?
1: So, as you can see.
0: Do you need a timestamp in addition to the date? Yeah.
1: It is never simple. It's no. never <laughs> simple.
0: <laughs> no, I want I,
1: this to be blue. Okay. There are infinite shades <laughs> of blue what blue do you want in-
0: including the the danish pop group that had the original hit venus back in the late 60s so not not bananarama or if you're fancy bananarama oh really oh that, that was it? Th- that okay. was a cover oh, and God. the blue in this question <laughs> was shocking blue Oh, really?
1: Shocking. Shocking. Yes. <laughs> you
0: said shocking blue. That <laughs> was the name of the group. Oh, wow. And um, that's actually
1: the color that I wanted for my truck. So I'm glad you brought that up.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, See, this is all through elicitation right now. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is it. This is live elicitation <laughs> happening
0: in front of your very ears. You know, we we, we we established requirements are never simple. And I'd like each of you, um, Carl, let's start with you. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, give, give us an example of an elicitation session that you really had to dig into. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to think of this as a job interview. Okay. But it is. But I, you are I, being
1: tested. But I am being tested. And, <laughs> and, and I realized that,
0: I mean, asking this question, it sort of is an interview question. <laughs> yeah. like, can you tell us about a time that you faced this situation and what you did? Sure, 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 sure.
2: And so let me put on my real world hat. All right? Mm. And so. Oh, hold on. Okay. <laughs> exactly i had to adjust you know i had to calibrate <laughs> the wind speed is fierce in here <laughs> but um you know the, the base, wind speed is rupaul it is see, oh i see what uh, you did there i see what you did you know what queen. you know what money in the hat yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um i'll give a perfect example right so you know i have a project that i've been working on for several months
0: and First, you've signed an nda so you're not going to get you know, names and details. Yeah, no,
2: I'm not giving anybody anything Yeah, exactly. But um, it's something where, like we've been talking about, multiple iterations. And it's interesting because you say elicitation, where I work, we call it elaboration. But it's the same thing, right, where it's a continuous cycle. And so for months, the business analyst and I, and sometimes the config developer, and config for the audience, configuration developer, right, um, so basically, some stuff that's happening in the front of the stuff that you would see if you interact with it, and also some database level stuff, but not all the database level stuff, right? And so basically, for these elicitation sessions, we had multiple things because the stakeholder would tell us, hey, like, this is what I'm looking for, and it's to satisfy this thing, right? So from the the thing was, from the beginning, we knew who our primary stakeholder was. We knew the scope and we knew what this would help him solve. But then after he'd do that, myself and the business analyst and the developer would talk and then he would go, either of them would go, hey, like based on this, you know, our system does this. So like, is this really what he wants in the future state?
0: Does Does he want the cerulean blue or the shocking Because
2: Because this it's is important. what we do. So then I would go back and say, hey, my guy, right? Like you gave us this. This is great. We were talking and they said, hey, in in scenario X, Y, Z, and A happen. And what we realized was what you were describing doesn't match A. It works with Y and Z, it doesn't match A. So like, do you really want this thing for all of these? And then he'd go, oh, I didn't know about A. I didn't even know the system does that.
0: And you can actually see the smoke rising out of his ears at that moment. It wasn't <laughs> even smoke; it was more like I don't know if I'm confused or
2: upset, but I didn't even, you know, it's like so it was the the Philip J. Fry meme, <laughs> precisely, right? <laughs> not,
0: not sure, you it know, it's just like mm, <laughs> the eyes
2: is getting smaller and smaller, right? But basically, it was that kind of thing where it took mul- like like we've been saying, right? It's an iterative process, right? So there are multiple things where it's like. You said you wanted this, and you did. That's a true statement, right? When we came back and talked, we realized, hey, there's layers to this, and every layer we peel back, we go back to you, the stakeholder, and
0: go, hey, like Let, let's let's dig into yeah. is this.
2: You said this. It turns out there's four scenarios, and it doesn't look like this matches you, the. Fourth you gave one.
0: me a raw steak, and I'm I'm chewing through it
2: <laughs> exactly. <I'm Yeah>. Kind- <laughs> And you know what? Good for you. I got a cast iron stomach and I'm hungry, but this is rough, my guy. (laughs) Like, let's get to a point where it's medium,
0: right? Like, come on, my guy. Now, what was really great was when I was starting to talk about Requirements and I saw Zaheen. I saw the existential pain,
2: dude. Her, that she, she's lived with you. You, you like, I think you said <sighs> date and you didn't even finish. You were no. like,
0: and then, mm.
1: yeah, I was like, on oh, not date <laughs> yeah, anything. But I'm
0: Zaheen. I'm really sorry. I should have given you a trigger warning.
1: <laughs> I wasn't ready. I came here to have a good time today, I came here to have fun with friends, but.
0: And there I go, bringing up date requirements.
1: <laughs> there's you with the date requirements. There's you with the BQE. Yeah, I, I was the first strike. I was oh the
0: first God. strike, that's true.
1: Third strike, and I'm just going to need, I'm, I'm just gonna need so to go that, home and take a nap. <laughs> uh,
0: let, let's take a brief discursion here, because I think this is a, an important part of uh, the overall show, if not this episode. And we don't have to come up with an answer, but I'd, I'd proffer, Carl, based on what you just said, your superhero name for the Manufacturers Club and strongly encourage all of our listeners to give themselves superhero names. Mm-hmm. First Strike.
1: Ooh, ooh, that's a really good
0: one. I s- ooh, okay. Damn. Okay. So I, I, I thought about this before we came to the studio. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't come up with a superhero name as much as I went back to my high school days, my old yeah. DJ tagging name, which I've never DJed or tagged <laughs> in my life. But, my but friends, if you did, my friends gave me this Shamrock. You know oh.
2: what? That and works. I, I, yeah, I like it.
0: <laughs> that works. That works. So, that works. I'm not going to put you on the spot, scene. You If you have one in the chamber, fire it. Otherwise, let it simmer. We've, we've got more episodes.
1: We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. I'll
2: say the other reason I like First Strike is just because Jackie Chan's First Strike has the infamous ladder fighting scene, and that is like a top 10 Jackie Chan thing, in my opinion. So I, I
0: humbly accept it. So thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> and it was humbly offered. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> So back to back to Zaheen mm. and her her lack of a trigger warning for <laughs> date requirements. So that that, that comes from a, a very real experience you've had.
1: Yeah, I think um, honestly, to be, I think most requirement elicitation sessions end up being like this. Not, and it's not the fault of the people who are eliciting the requirements. Nor is it the fault of the people who are you know trying to describe what they want. It's really hard to say oh, I want X, Y, Z thing, and then have that encompass everything from the first go around. Excellent point. Genuinely, it's impossible. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, working on things with sort of complex data systems, like every single time we talk to stakeholders about what we're planning on doing, they're like, oh, have you considered this thing? Have you considered that? And we're like, oh, cool. Did not know that that existed, but now we do. So we can try and incorporate that into our plans. And it is just an ongoing and iterative process. So it's not always the people who are trying to elicit the requirements who are like, oh, well, have you thought about this thing? Which, But it often is. But sometimes it's also through conversation, you find out pieces of process or of data or whatever that you just didn't know were involved, were integrated in some way, shape, or form with what you're sort of looking at. So there's, yeah, that, a lot that happens a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
0: you alluded to something mm-hmm. else that I hadn't been thinking of as a requirement, but is very germane to our discussion of the, the requirements for Iron Man. Um, and I want to hold that thought. Let's 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 take a break. And I'm going to have a brief moment of inner joy, knowing that I have teased both of my co-hosts into the next segment. And there's still something hanging out there for Carl as well, which we talked about off air, which we'll we'll, we'll come back to.
1: Don't worry, you won't miss anything.
0: Oh, no, this is all for the listeners. So <laughs> taking a break, taking a breath, we'll be right back.
1: Hey, ManuFictioners, do you like what you're hearing? Want to join the Manufacturers Club and go deeper into the development lifecycle of the Iron Man armor? Maybe you want to tell us why Wong Chu is a stakeholder, or even add some requirements to the MVP. Join us in the Manufacturers Club on Patreon to get access to our videos, our discussion group, even bonus episodes and behind the scenes content you won't find anywhere else. Follow us on social media, too, for news and updates about upcoming seasons. All links are in the description for this episode. I'll catch you around the digital campfire, and welcome to The Manufacturer's Club.
0: And we're back. Hello. I wouldn't say we're back in black.
2: Well, your voice would have to be like 97 octaves, and you'd shoot
0: yourself for the rest of the show. And I I, I think I would shred my vocal cords if I tried to sound like Brian Johnson. Yes, you would. Would be good. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna t- t- this is a hot take. And maybe it's not a hot. Take. I I feel like it is a hot take Which because is? he died so young. But I think Von Scott by far the better lead singer of ACDC. Not even close. Really? That yes. might be a hot
1: take. Carl I mean, is Carl is it's, ruminating.
0: It's a, and let me let me let me put it. I can't there. answer this right off the bat. <laughs> like, let, yeah. let me let me frame it, mm-hmm. and then we can take it away, and we can talk about it on a bonus show. Mm-hmm. The reason I say he's better, Mm -hmm. listen to, just as an example, listen to Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Yes. Then listen to Back in Black. Yes. Von Scott is inhabiting a character and he's telling you a story. Yes. He's in the song. Yes. Brian Johnson's just a rock and roll guy who can sing and he's singing you the song. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's feeling it. I don't think he's giving you the same narrative that Von Scott is giving you.
2: Okay, I see where you're going. So you're looking at you're looking at the lead singer as a storyteller.
0: No, um, it doesn't have to be. Oh, Okay, I wouldn't say that's a
1: requirement. There you
0: go. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> this is what happens when you spend hours in the studio with people, <laughs> you each other. Is this, this mind
2: melding? Is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> the, the hive mind has formed.
0: We're, we're like the Eternals.
2: Oh snap! <laughs> um, just
0: just like them. And I just, it's not a requirement. I just, when you give that extra, mm-hmm. you get extra. You know That's what true. it is? That's it's true.
1: a nice to have.
0: Yes. <laughs> in, in the
2: parlance of yeah. requirements. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many times have we all said that is before? Is this a must have or
1: a nice to have? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that, what,
0: the, the, the conversations just keep setting up perfectly. Yes, they do. What? So I know I tease this and I'm going to come back to this specific thought, but what we wanted to do now is start talking about the MVP. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not talking about LeBron James. No, I'm not talking about Mike Trout if you're a baseball fan. I'm talking about the minimally viable product or sometimes called the minimal viable product. And what that means is what is the shortest list of features that you can put into your solution, be it technology, you know, be it software or hardware, um, that solves your problem. Now, it may not solve every aspect of your problem. It may solve the core of your problem. There may be lots of other bells and whistles that you can tack on that will make your solution more elegant as time goes on. But what is your MVP? What are the features you need to include to get your product out the door? Um, And in the Iron Man world, that all ties back to the basic business business problem of Tony needs to survive and get out of his situation. And his MVP, this may be a hot take. I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Yeah, let's do it. We talked about this off air. I think at bottom, all of the Iron Man requirements for the MVP – are about replicating basic human functions. So you gotta be Mm. able to breathe. Mm -hmm. In Tony's very specific case, although we've talked about Ho-Yin Sen being a beneficiary of the Iron Man armor, in Tony's specific sense, his survival is contingent on not letting that strap get to his heart. So you've got a breathing, you've got heartbeat, and I said a breathing. (laughs) Um, So that that could be another T-shirt. One one breathing. A A dash breathing. (laughs) could be like a ape like bathing ape, but a ape that's another brand so you've got breathing heartbeat you probably got some sort of way of dealing with waist issues Mm -hmm. Um, i'd hope
1: i'd hope otherwise it's a very unsanitary (sighs) condition and not not
0: something you want to wear long term yeah no 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 no, no. you know, we, we, we change the baby's diapers as soon as it's soiled, or as, at least as soon as we're aware it's soiled. We certainly want, wouldn't want to force an adult Tony Stark to simmer in his own juices, as they say. Precisely. Um, so you've got, <laughs> you've got breathing, heartbeat, waist elimination, movement. It's got to be able to move because, mm-hmm. you know, if he just builds this suit of armor around himself, it's inflexible. Can't get anywhere. Yeah. And one of the interesting things in rereading Tales of Suspense from 1963, not number 39, but I think it's number 40 or 41, uh, where they sort of evolve the the character of Iron Man further. Um, so this is not part of the MVP, but it figures into the bells and whistles that I was talking about. He actually makes the armor self-folding to the point where it can become miniaturized and he can like carry it around. But anyway, core of the MVP is movement. Mm-hmm. Now- in the book, these next few features that I think are critical to and are part of human functioning are not discussed or built into. But I think the movie got this right. For your MVP, you've got to have flamethrower and missiles. Crucial. Bas- basic human functions.
1: Yeah, I mean, this morning even I accidentally flame through. You know, my the outfit I was gonna wear. That's why I was so late.
0: Now- when that happened, mm. were you thinking of the old George Carlin routine about the flamethrower?
1: I'm sure you would love to tell me <laughs> well, what it's, that routine is. It's, it's
0: funny that <laughs> you teased me to go back to the tease that I gave to our co-host Carl just a few minutes ago. So George Carlin, much in the same way that we're talking about requirements for technology, said, I wonder what it was like for the first person that built a flamethrower. You know, did, was he standing there looking at a group of people far away? And he said, look at those people over there. I wish there was some way I could set fire to them. <laughs> but they're, they're really far away. If only there was some way I could throw flame on them. <laughs> and it all comes together. And that's where it came together. Synchronicity, folks. <laughs> Synchronicity. So... I'm imagining seeing that that's where you you encountered your issues, that you wanted to set people on fire who were a sufficient distance away from you that you could not just, like, use a lighter.
1: Yeah, that's precisely true. I wanted to, as you say, throw flame. So there was only one option, and that was a flamethrower.
0: And I'm going to say to you as well, Carl, mm-hmm. anytime either of you feel the need to throw flame on people and you're going to be late for a recording, I endorse it. Got you. Uh, uh, yeah, I, so I, would you like, just... I
1: would like to add for posterity I wasn't late I was very close to being late, but I wasn't late.
0: And f- for those of you nerds out there who are John Cleese fans, you might remember the movie Clockwork, where he his character is a perpetually late professor who decides one day he's going to stop being late and he's going to be on time for everything. But of course, the, the universe conspires against yes, him <laughs> and he runs into, you know, in the midst of his trying to be on time, but always having something thrown in his way to stop him from being on time. He runs. Into to an old friend of his who notices that he's harried and says, oh, Brian, late as usual, eh? And he says, I'm not late. I'm in a hurry.
1: (laughs) That was precisely me praying for a cab to come by. (laughs) Please, I'm not late yet, but I'm about to be.
0: (laughs) God, if you just do this one thing for me. The universe did you a solid.
1: No, that's that's 100% true. As we were going down park, I was like, if we just don't hit traffic, I swear to God. (laughs) I swear I'll pray every day I'll I'll change I'll be different starting from tomorrow
0: now in your case um because you're Muslim Mm. would that mean sticking to the five times a day yeah okay
1: yeah 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 it's a well it's not an all-in sort of situation and something is better than nothing
0: so there are cafeteria Muslims like there are cafeteria Catholics so what does that mean Oh, cafeteria Catholics are are famous for choosing the parts of Catholicism they they want to follow oh, yeah. and leaving the rest behind. Oh,
1: hundred yeah. percent. I think oh. you'll find that in any religion, people adapt to you know what works for them.
0: I found, or that they to, adapt
1: themselves. I've it's
0: also found things. that to be true with um, sports fans. They, oh, they, that's so true. They, they 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 cheer on the parts of the teams that they like and they boo the parts they don't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That makes Everything
1: sense. is complex, including us and our feelings.
0: And our Iron Man armor requirements. That's true.
1: Actually, I wanted to I wanted to go back to something you were saying about all of the human... Um,
0: basic human functions.
1: Basic human functions. Thank you. So we said, you know, the main thing that he needs to do is survive. But that's almost like saying I it's want... It's not that simple. No, it's almost like saying I want my, my truck to be blue. Okay, well, what kind of blue? There are 18 types that you can choose from that are right here. Not to mention, again, the infinite possibilities. So, again, digging in deep, you get movement, heartbeat, breathing, not shitting yourself. Yeah, uh, sure, sure, yeah. You know, all all of these things. Move. Uh, did I say movement?
0: Yeah, you did. Yes. Okay,
1: well, movement again.
0: <laughs> You're right. More <laughs> movement.
1: More movement.
2: <laughs> so then, question for you then, right? Mm. So, because, yeah, you went exactly where I wanted to go to, where are you getting to the place where, yeah, first level is I need to survive, second level is go on with your hot take since so as a third level hey which of those are must have versus nice to haves
1: yeah 100% so like this is this is the sort of granularity that i think that you know we were talking about before you know as you as you dig down you say okay well you know i want um so like taking your house example you know you say okay well i need a kitchen and a bathroom and whatever so it's like okay well you have two floors do you need two bathrooms okay well that's a nice to have i need at least one or with the kitchen i need oven dishwasher refrigerator sink things that are in kitchens but anyone who lives not anyone but many people who live in new york will tell you well a dishwasher is a nice to have it's not a must have (laughs) so context context for everyone in new york apartments we feel your pain.
0: And so you're saying that they would be a different group of stakeholders in the project. I would say so. design a different solution for them.
1: 100%. There is a different level of what we're used to versus what other people are used to. True.
0: Um, and, and can we add a hashtag first world problems to that?
1: Hashtag first world problems. Yes. Yep. Although one thing that I will say that, you know, Bangladesh, where my family's from, not considered the first world, but they have a dishwasher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which... So another brief discursion, slums in Brazil have satellite disks for, for TV because you 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 can't build in coaxial cable like you can in homes and apartments here in the U.S. That's so, so true. So they, they put satellite disks, dishes, sorry, not disks, dishes on the roofs of their slums.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing. To,
0: to them, that's a must have, I guess.
1: And you know what? Listen, <laughs> it, it's a must have for me too, I'm, I get I'm, it.
0: I, I'm relating.
1: I, I get it. Yeah, so back back to, back to your question, Carl. I would say absolutely. As you go in and see all of these different pieces, you'd say, okay, well, you know, I definitely need to breathe. I definitely need to move to some capacity. It might be nice if I could, you know, like dance a jig, like really have like that level of movement, but really mm. I just need to get from point A to point B. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. As you continue to get more granular, you get to nice ha- nice-to-haves versus must haves if,
0: if we have any animators who would like to work with us, Iron Man doing Riverdance, I think this <laughs> is something I'd really like to see. <laughs> Just an idea. Um, I wanted to go back to something specific about Iron Man, Tony Stark being a developer, as well as the end user of the technology mm-hmm. that we talked about in episode one. But I feel like now is a good time to step away for a second. Mm-hmm. We we we've really bombarded people with some, you know, very arcane knowledge of requirements born of our painful experience of dealing with <laughs> eliciting them or elaborating on them with, with a variety of different people, a mm-hmm. different stakeholders. So let's take a step back. But when we come back, I want to talk about a very specific thing that I heard in the movie last night that I didn't remember before, but it's really key to this whole idea of elicitation. So, take a break. Coming right back.
2: Manufacturers Club. For a limited time only, get your choice of a free, very stylish Manufacturers Club logoed t-shirt or tote bag. Tell us your size, because we don't know. Limited time only. Free. With a subscription to our Patreon channel. Subscribe to the Manufacturers Club.
0: It's delicious! We're back and the thing that I thought was really funny and is really right in the thick of this conversation that came out of the movie. And again, if I heard it before, I don't remember it. You know, Shame on me for, for bypassing this really important line, but while Tony is building the armor uh, and he, you know, he's doing the software stuff and he's actually doing the unit testing, which is something we'll talk about in Episode 4 and 5, we'll talk about unit testing, UAT, how you get something ready to prove that it's, it's a viable solution and that it works. Yinsen, and this is medical doctor, you know, Middle Eastern Arab Yin Sen, mm-hmm. not Asian no, Nobel physicist. He says, and I wrote this quote down to Tony: "Might be more productive if you include me in the planning process." And what Ooh. he's yep. what he's really yep. saying is. yup I am fellow uh, stakeholder. Shots fired, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I am fellow stakeholder. And you, as Tony Stark, the developer, have gone off and gone down your own rabbit hole to develop this technology without thinking about me, who's involved in this process just as much as you are. And... That was another instance where I saw Zaheen pop up like, oh, you don't know.
2: Oh, we all do, because that's that that's yeah. that stakeholder where they're like, yo, my guy, <laughs> my human, um, what's this I hear about you doing this? And it's like, yeah, we're doing this. It's like, uh, you didn't include me. And you're like, well, we talked to Jim, well, I'm not Jim. And you're like, oh, it's going to be that kind of
1: conversation. I see, I see. All right,
2: then. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've
2: we've had those before.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I I think we all have. And, you know, it's, to be be completely fair, I would rather have that stakeholder than the stakeholder that's sort of just like disinterested and is like, yeah, whatever, Jim's got it. Mm -hmm. Jim will figure it out. And then at the end, um, after, you know, all of these iterations of development and once you've actually gotten to some sort of final product, that stakeholder being like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I, this is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I, I would much rather the nosy, sort of over-involved stakeholder than the opposite. Hundred percent. Yep.
0: And I, I feel like a lot of the time, and this is this is not meant to disparage the developers in our audience, but I feel like yeah, you know, developers are a special breed. You know they 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 like to solve, um, and you know they're m- more often than not open and willing to be given requirements to solve for, but sometimes the elegant solution in their minds is not something that's really viable for the end user. And so you you know in this and I think this this particular moment in the movie is an illustration of that. And it sort of made me wonder. Well, John Favreau not only directed the movie, he also did a lot of the screenplay. Is John Favreau a a lapsed business analyst
1: by any chance? Because John Favreau, if you're hearing this, please feel free to yes. jump in, opine, <laughs> let us know. Subscribe to the Patreon and put it on the message board.
2: Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit deep here and like merge the timelines. I mean, our friend John Favreau did play Foggy Nelson in the Ben Affleck uh Daredevil movie. He he did, <laughs> I'm just saying, and he did serve as kind of like the Matt, why are you doing this? Have you thought about this? What is happening? So, so I'm John, just saying, John Favreau was
0: playing himself.
2: I think as, so. As, as a lapse. he played this it a sale.
1: little bit too well. Maybe I'm just mm-hmm. saying.
2: I'm just saying the little bit of dialogue that did happen in that movie. There were some sprinkles of that stuff. So,
0: <laughs> so, so yes, John Favreau, call the 800 number <laughs> if you if you're listening. We'd love to hear you weigh in and get you on the show. So, going back to. MVP requirements for Iron Man armor. So aside from you know the the basic human functions that we've talked about, you know, including these silly ones that I introduced, such as the flamethrower and the missiles, which to some of our audience, perhaps are basic human functions. I would not see them that way, but you know, we're 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 a community of opinions. we're a we're a big tent. The other thing that I teased earlier that I think is really important in the Iron Man context that often doesn't get thought about as a requirement. Is a disaster recovery plan. Mm-hmm.
1: What happens uh-huh. if
0: everything breaks? What do you do? And in the Iron Man context, it's slightly different. It's not what if everything breaks, although that's important as well, which is why you do the testing that we'll talk about in future episodes. But it's also what if in the captivity situation that Tony finds himself in, he's building something that is not what the person who told him build this expects, and he gets discovered in his duplicity.
1: So this is actually exactly where I, I wanted to go because, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the sort of Vietnam situation, he has, like, free reign, right? He can build whatever, right? As long as it is a weapon, yes. as long as it can be construed as a weapon. And where, there's
0: no um, video surveillance.
1: And there's no... Different time. There's no video surveillance. However... In Afghanistan they're asking specifically for him to build a Jericho missile. So how does he make his supersuit look like a Jericho missile in in development? I think the requirements there are quite different. So I'm well, glad you brought that up.
0: Yeah, we we when we did our um, test episode, this was one of the things that we did a deep dive on, which was mm-hmm. how do you maintain that secrecy? Because the secrecy secrecy itself is a requirement.
1: Yeah. 100 percent.
0: That's, that's a non functional that that in you know that Tony and Sen both need to satisfy as they're developing. Carl, yeah, I see you have a thought.
2: Yeah, because exactly that, right? Where, like, yeah, when we had our test combo before, exactly right. We'd established like secrecy. Was a core requirement, right? We also had established too that you know a non-funk. Actually, I forget if this is um. What else was there? There was the secrecy, right? There was also like basically um, the order in which the order of operations, for lack of a better word, right? Like which what do you build first? Solution design is episode four. Precisely. Stay tuned. Exactly right. So like, what do you build first? And then the other thing that's interesting, too, is when you say disaster recovery, that's interesting because, you know, I think in 2022, a lot of us, actually, I, won't, I don't want to say a lot of us, I think depending upon the field you're in, so like the fields that we work in and have been in,
0: mm-hmm.
2: we may think of disaster recovery as like the backup of data systems and their information. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a big but, part of it. But, you know, if, if we're looking at this from the lens of his first suit, Mark I, Disaster recovery, I'm thinking two things. Like, it's it's him, his suit, or his body, right? Like, what if he broke an arm?
1: Oh, man, that would suck. You know
2: what I'm saying? Like, the suit's fine, but yeah. you how broke do you your put, arm. How
1: do you put a cast in that suit?
2: Exactly, right? But, like, that's, that's like, I was thinking disaster recovery in, like, two mm. ways when you said that, right? Mm. It's like, what if the armor's fine, but whatever the test will get to it, he broke something or he sprained and,
0: something. And, Carl, I, I believe you're soliciting for a um, business analyst management position? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, you know, that's... I think that's the other thing, too, where
2: it comes into those functional and those non-functional requirements, right?
0: And the elicitation, absolutely. Precisely.
2: And then the thing you brought about Yinsei was great because I remember that line, too, where it's like, this man is all in his own head, right? Like, everything yeah. that we've been talking about with elicitation is it's a conversation. Like, we've been there yeah. before where we just did it ourselves or a small group of people, and then you're like, ah, I got fucking bit in the butt. Cause like,
1: and that's what happens, you know, when you are both stakeholder business analyst project manager and developer this is why we have teams mm-hmm. instead of one person doing everything it's
0: true. do you see what happens larry do you see what happens? <laughs> and we know where it ends. <laughs> yeah, that's leave, exactly. Leave that one hanging. yep Yup.
2: That's all we need to
0: do. <laughs> um, so last, last thought before we wrap episode three and prepare for talking about the solution design in episode four. And Carl, again, sort of wove this in already, which, again, I, I think is an underappreciated part of the Iron Man Shtick getting the Iron Man armor on, like that's no small feat. Now, in later iterations of the armor, he's got all of this robotics back in Malibu that can assemble the pieces Mm -hmm. on him, Mm -hmm. you know, in really fine detail. But in a cave with a bunch of scraps, yep, um, (laughs) you know, he's got to find some way to assemble this around him in secrecy. Mm -hmm. The part that we didn't come back to, but we can now. Which we teased last episode, or was it earlier this episode? Which is Raza, who's the guy that told him build yep. the Jericho missile, actually walks in at one point and finds the Iron yeah. Man blueprints.
1: Dun, dun, dun. And
0: that's another requirement that they had to design blueprints to yeah. work in a cave. And that was the thing, too. And it's <laughs> well, like-
1: well, naturally,
0: <laughs> well, you know, there's paper everywhere,
2: right? Like there's paper. <laughs> Right. When, drafting tables. You know, actually yes. when
1: when I go hiking, yes. there's always there's always just paper all over the drafting place.
2: Drafting paper, right? And tables. Specifically
1: drafting paper and, and really nice pencils That's to it. like make sure that with erasers so exactly. that exactly. any any boo-boos can just get erased.
2: And it's amazing too. One the cleanest lines, right?
1: <laughs> and then rulers are actually also out there.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So they yeah. just have way stations where you can just draft
1: them. That's yeah. actually exactly true. Well, it,
0: yeah. Zine, you, you alluded to this earlier. You if you're gonna tell a guy build me a weapon you got to give him supplies. He's got to have yeah, supplies. Course. That's a non-functional requirement. I yeah. need certain components yeah. from which to build said weapon. Only the finest Hondo. stuff.
2: And and it's funny too because, you know, for this elicitation thing as well too, and I was talking with Sean about this a little bit before we got started in here.
1: Okay, without I, me. Hey, I you know it what
2: though. But you but you know what? I'm telling you because I care.
1: <laughs> and you know what? I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.
2: <laughs> and caring. Is half
0: the battle. Doo doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: so the part that it's like it wasn't even funny, but like the part that just struck me again, it's like Hollywood magic, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, man, how awesome for Tony Stark and Iron Man, the Marvel movie. Shroud chest, lands in a cave. Oh, I'm with a man Yinsei, who's smart as hell. And hey, it just so happens out of the thousands of caves in Afghanistan. We found the material that is perfectly suited for for making a suit. Deus ex machina. Right? Amazing. Right? They even like elicitation didn't have to
0: be like, "Yo, <laughs> what is in the dirt?" it's, it's almost <laughs> there's almost an element of Casablanca. Yes. Yeah. Of all of all the gin joints in the world, this, this, this is, is the, the one. That Tony the Stark one. walked yeah. in. Yeah.
2: it's amazing, right? It's like it's like his elicitation from a Hollywood standpoint is like. He's not talking to Yinsei and then he just like looks at the dirt, and he's like, "Dirt, what do you have for me?" And well, they're like, "I just happen to be the material that you need to get out of here." Well, say, All right, great. So this well, is—I'll I'll play fact checker.
0: They actually provide him with some of the lower level Stark missiles. Ah, so
2: that was the building. So material. that's where yeah. that's where he gets okay. the metal. From okay, okay. In the movie, so I take that back. Okay, that's they, not, gave, not they gave they gave him of the material. material.
0: Now that's that's still valid in sixty three, where he's given mm-hmm. some metal parts, yes. but it's not. They're, they're they're indistinct okay. whereas understood in okay. the movie they really draw that um, part of Tony's character into play where he's he has to not only be injured yep. while making a weapon sale yep he's also got to build his survival mechanism from his using own brain weapon. his own weapons mm. got yeah. you okay
2: so then that elicitation Poetic. point exactly yes. so still valid but not for that use case because they gave him the materials there okay yeah sorry. got you sorry, that makes sorry Carl. Sense. No, you don't need to... This is fact-checking in real time. This is why we do this. No. <laughs> it important. works. It's important. It works, but then... The
1: pedant would come, would, would come for us. <laughs> We're
2: just going to give this person like a like a proper noun name.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no, we, We've given that person a name for the episode. The pedant. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what it's called. Carl,
1: call it. at 40 minutes and 23 seconds, said that this, and that's just not correct.
0: And it's like...
2: That is true.
1: (laughs) You got me. You
2: are correct. No prize. (laughs) Exactly. You are correct. My bad. Hashtag good for you. (laughs) We'll
0: we'll need to use the sample of it. You are correct, sir. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) And so like the secrecy thing that both of you had brought up as well too. Yeah. Like I remember in the movie, like there's – and it's funny because it's a small detail, but given the universe that we're in, we all appreciate it, right? Where Raza's henchmen are like looking at the plans and they're looking at the video, and you could tell they're like, this is not what's in the video. Like, what is this man building? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're checking. <laughs> like, yeah, you're checking. Like, this is not what you ordered, right? So, you ordered a salad, and it looks like they're making a chicken sandwich over there.
1: And right? that is UAT. <laughs> I was going to say, so
0: Raza's henchmen are basically QA testers. Yep, that's
2: exactly it. <laughs> they're like, my guy, this, this, this is, like, is this a regression scenario?
1: <laughs> quality assurance, acceptance? It depends on it where depends. you work.
2: I've seen them both. Yeah, for us, we call it quality assurance. Yeah, at. me too.
1: Yeah, we just say QA.
2: Same. <laughs> and it's, it's understood.
1: I say, I've simply never thought about which one it is, actually. Yeah,
0: no, but you're right. It could be And I, You
1: see person. me working it out in real time right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we saw the smoke coming out of Zeheen's ears
1: as she <laughs> was processing. Sh- there's a lot of, the gears are turning right yeah. now like, and they I, are rusty. She's like, do
0: I accept or
2: assure this quality? Which is it?
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I, the interesting thing in, in bringing that up is I think quality acceptance from my experience, this is not meant to be definitive of my experience, quality acceptance is more physical Hardware technology, mm. quality assurance is more software. Okay, and I'm okay. not saying it's for any reason, because mm-hmm, semantically, I, you know, I don't, you'd still pick either one, but that's, that's been my experience.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. All okay. right.
0: Um, before we move on to designing this Iron Man armor, let's close the book on the requirements. Mm-hmm. So we've got something that has to mimic his movement. Got to allow him to breathe. Mm-hmm. It's got to keep the shrapnel away from his heart. Mm-hmm. It has to provide some sort of waste elimination. Mm-hmm. It's got to have some defensive capability to mm-hmm. allow him to survive mm-hmm. artillery attacks, guns, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. And it's got to be developed in secret.
2: Well, question for you for waste for the waste thing. Like going back to the conversation of the nice to has versus the must haves, right? Would both
0: th- both numbers one and two, Carl understood yes. well played my guy.
2: <laughs> well played my guy well played is that a a nice to have just because one of the things we had talked about before is also like anything these are you know they're dynamic too right and mm-hmm. so one of the things that would definitely be an impact to these requirements would also be the duration of the effort right like yeah. you got to imagine that tony stark is thinking hey like i have x amount of time to get out and so if he's expecting, I'm, I'm just putting this out there as a thought exercise, right? Yeah. But if he's like, yo, my goal, the minute I put this on and I hit go, in five minutes, I'm out. At that point, waste management is that important, right? Because it's like you would hope
1: that he wouldn't shut himself in those five thing. minutes.
2: You would hope you don't shut or piss yourself in five minutes. But if you do, you're like, you know what? Psh, get out. Worry it's about fine. It later.
1: It's only five minutes. It's only
2: five minutes, right? But if or, it's, if
0: you're expecting an hour, oh man, my it's gosh, a little different. Like, it's a little, oh little different. Oh or do you incorporate that into the offensive capabilities of the weapon? That's you know, that's how you that's how you eliminate and your that's next. the mind
1: that's
2: the mind of a truly creative individual. <laughs> that's
1: the mind of someone who enjoys biological warfare. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, you two. Oh man!
0: Oh, yeah. Even both mics. Oh wow!
1: It's
0: it's also the mind of someone who's perpetually twelve years old and and, and <laughs> amused by uh, potty humor, <laughs> um, and I you know that's that's who I am. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But okay. So, but I think that's a that's an excellent jumping off point for design mm-hmm. because when you're it's, it's the duration of wearing the armor may not itself be a requirement. Because Tony doesn't know, I'm going to proffer that Tony. Let's never leave out incense because he's until he sacrifices his life. He's He's like, hey, I matter too, my guy. I matter too. (laughs) Um, They don't know not only how long it's going to take to get out of the cave. Tony, you know, cannot at least while he's doing this, the building the armor, he can't count on a rescue from. The desert in Afghanistan or from the jungles of Vietnam. He may think, Okay, I just have to get out of here and then I'll figure it out from there. That's that's a valid approach. Mm-hmm. In the movie, he you know, Hollywood, yep. It's, it's, he gets out, tries to sputter away, <laughs> crashes into the desert, and oh hey, there's Rhodey and his team flying over in helicopters right at that moment. Oh, so lucky.
1: Oh, thank the, goodness. The,
0: the the good times never stop rolling. For what is what is friendship in a Hollywood movie? Yeah. <laughs> right? like, what is friendship? Friendship is never having to say, I'm sorry. That's it. <laughs> um, it might be love also. But I think, you know, going back to your thought exercise, Carl, I think you can't define a requirement for how much time you're going to be in the suit. You just need to know that you you've got to it's variable you've got to set it up in such a way that you are able to survive a variable amount of time Mm -hmm.
1: but that but that is a consideration when thinking about the requirements Absolutely. absolutely yeah 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 yeah
0: and if uh, if Tony was not uh, you know off doing his own thing you know cowboy and involved Yinsen, Yinsen might have brought that up to Tony Hey mm-hmm. how long do you plan to be in this Because mm-hmm. I going to be along for the ride and mm-hmm. I kind of I need to, I need some, some yeah. I need some assurances here yep. yep I need I need to accept the quality of your product Yep Yep <laughs> Yep uh, So Yinsen. Yinsen is also a QA tester I just made him one I, I like that I like And you that.
1: know what. I think that tracks. I think that tracks.
0: Oh, well. Yin Sen never makes, gets to the point where he can actually test the quality of the Iron Man armor. Rip. And, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, we we don't need the spoiler alert for that anymore. We've covered Wee-woo. that often enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember,
1: <laughs> like Rar, we keep saying this. So <laughs>
0: so we, we, we've gotten Tony to the point now where we've got, you know, pretty, pretty decent set of MVP requirements. I'm sure that our listeners have some other ideas that they can add to the discussion boards uh, via our Patreon channel. Um, and we welcome those, even though we did mm-hmm. not necessarily come up with those in this discussion. It's not to say that we are perfect Uh, at uh, eliciting these requirements for the MVP. There may be many, many others that draw out from those sort of core survival tenets that that we have covered in today's episode. Next episode, now that we have our MVP defined, how do we go about designing it and building it? Which is its own set of challenges. So join us next time for solution design iron man armor and how did tony actually get to the point where he could build the the armor now that he knows what he wants to build to survive the jungle or the desert
1: see you next time guys right. see you
0: folks. thanks bye thanks, Club.
1: see ya all right everyone thanks for listening if you want more behind the scenes content you can subscribe to our patreon And if you want some updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks to Gotham Podcast Studios. Special thanks to Raul. And again, I'm Zaheen.
0: I'm Carl. And I'm Sean. We are the The Manufacturers Club. Club.